Welcome to the Skull State of Mind podcast. I'm your host, D Woods, and let's tune in to the show. Hey there, Vikings Nation. Get ready to dive deep into the Skull State of Mind. Join our host, D Woods, as he shares his unfiltered takes on all things Vikings. From expert game analysis to player controversies and everything in between. If you love the Vikings for better or worse, then you've come to the right place. So grab a drink and let's talk all things purple and gold. This is the Skull State of Mind podcast. Welcome to the Skull State of Mind podcast. I'm your host, David Woods. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I really appreciate everybody out there liking the videos, uh, subscribing to the channel, um, hit the like button so you can, you know, get notified whenever we release new videos. I really appreciate it. We are a new channel and all that's going to do is help this channel grow. So it's not a lot of topics we can discuss right now because we just started training camp and, you know, a training camp's a, a kind of a touch and go thing with me. I really feel like you really can't, you know, evaluate too much of training camp until those joint practices start. So let's start off, you know, with news around the league. So we all heard about Dalvin Cook having a um, interview, whatever you want to call it, with the um, New York Jets. I mean, I'm happy for Dalvin. If Dalvin gets a gets a gig with the Jets, you know, I want to see what that contract is going to look like. Is it going to be multiple years or is it going to be a one-year thing? I would think it's going to be a one-year thing considering they got that young guy over there, Brees Hall, that suffered an ACL injury last year. But that's a little bit interesting because if they sign Dalvin Cook, what happens with him, you know, going forward when he gets 100% healthy? Is he going to, you know, eat into Dalvin Cook's carries? And I think that's probably what's holding it up, you know, Dalvin Cook's camp of signing there because they probably don't really know what's going to happen with Brees Hall down the line because you're going to go into a situation where you're probably going to be the number one running back, feature back, whatever you want to call it. And then when Brees Hall gets 100% healthy, it's going to be back by committee. I mean, it is what it is. A lot of, you know, teams in the league right now are doing back by committee and they are successful with it. But is that what Dalvin Cook wants? But at the end of the day, too, you got to think about it like their defense is they have a young, tenacious defense over there. They got Aaron Rodgers now. They got Gary Wilson. So they do have pieces and maybe they can win you know, the AFC East this year and actually make a crack at the playoffs. If that's what Dalvin Cook is looking at, I understand it because the other teams out there, you know, one of his services are what, New England, maybe, and they got a crowded backfield, Miami, but you really don't know what you're going to get with with Tua down the line. Is he going to play? Is the next concussion going to derail his career? So in all honesty, maybe the Jets are the safe pick for Dalvin Cook. And since we own the Jets, let's talk about the, the Sean Payton, Aaron Rodgers drama. All right, Sean Payton, I ain't going to hold you too long and say that, you know, Sean Payton was wrong for his comments about Nathaniel Hackett, of him doing a, a shitty job up there in Denver. But if you say that, Sean Payton, if you say that, you got to get this team in the playoffs. Because if you don't succeed with this team, then you – you did the same job he did last year. So you can talk in and you can say he did a bad job and he did this and he did that. What are you going to do, Sean Payton? 
What are you going to do going forward? Are you going to bring this team to the playoffs and, and get them to the divisional round? Because you got to understand, too, look at the division that you're in. You're probably not going to win your division, Sean Payton. You're looking up at Kansas City. I mean, I'm not bent on Justin Herbert that much, and the Chargers, I think they uh, they always going to be a choke type of team. But you got to deal with the Chargers, and you got to understand, too, the Raiders might not be one of the best teams in the league, but that division plays each other so hard. So, Sean Payton, maybe you spoke a little too soon. I understand that Hackett didn't do a great job because, obviously, he was fired, you know, midseason. But for you to come out there and say those crazy things and then try to walk it back, now we're looking at you like, bro, what you going to do? What you going to do, Sean Payton? I just let's see what let's see what happens. Now let's talk about some of these, you know, contracts, you know, extensions that some of these NFL players, you know, signed in the past couple of weeks. We got Aaron Rodgers signed a 3-year, 112 million dollar contract extension. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. He probably lowered his cap a little bit so he can get more players in there. But there's a couple of contracts, you know, on this list that us Vikings fans got to look at because it's going to basically predict, not predict, but it's going to give us, you know, some kind of idea what our players should be asking for when their contracts is, you know, about to be up or when they're ready to sign their extension. Cole Commit signed a four-year deal, $50 million contract extension with the Chicago Bears. That's a good contract for him. It, it is. You know, tight ends need to, need to start getting paid, too. So with that tight end contract, you know, him and I think Evan Ingram signed a, a new deal. Let me look at it real quick. I could bring it up. Yeah, Evan Ingram signed a three-year, $41 million contract extension with the Jaguars. So, I mean, TJ is in a different caliber of those guys, but that is going to be a, a, a bargaining point that TJ is probably going to use. Like, okay. Coke command got this. So this is where I'm expected to go, you know, for my contract extension. It's cool. It's understandable. Tight ends got to get paid too. So Andrew Timus, five years, 117 million contract with the New York giants. That's a tackle there. So we all know that we got one of the, the best, left tackles in the league and Christian Derisaw. The Vikings have already gave Brian O'Neill a contract extension last year. So we're going to have to wait and see what that contract extension is going to look like for Christian Derisaw. Now we got another tackle, Titus Titus Howard, three-year, $56 million contract extension with the Houston Texans. I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's a tackle, you know. You got to pay the tackles too. Now, this is one of the contracts that we got to look at as Viking fans. Even if it is a quarterback, I feel this is going to, this is probably affecting JJ market. So, Justin Herbert signed a five year, $262 million contract with $218 million guaranteed. That's a lot of damn money. It's a lot of damn money, but that's a quarterback extension. I'm not sure what's happening with Joe Burrow. I'm not right now. I don't know. But looking at that contract, we already know that Justin Jefferson is probably going to be the highest played player that's not a quarterback. So it's going to be real interesting to see if J.J. gets more than Justin Herbert, considering that he's a receiver. It's it's, it's some more on the list. Um, Trayvon Diggs. I don't know, like, 
to me, he's boomer bust. So it, I don't know. I don't know what the how it's structured or whatever. But I'm just not that big on um on Trayvon. I'm 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 just not. I'm just not. All right. So let's um let's get into this Daniil Hunter situation since we're talking about contracts. Well, I was going to do a couple of videos throughout the week. And it was basically just talking about Neil Hunter, you know, doing the quote unquote hold in, hold out, whatever you want to call it, him being the facility, but him actually not, you know, participating in any kind of practices. But I wake up Sunday morning and I find out, boom, the Neil Hunter got a new contract extension, about 20 million, you know, new money for this year. And he's going to be a free agent next year. I think it's dope. Like, it makes sense because I really want to see what this defense can do under Brian, Brian Flores when he has all the pieces, you know, at his disposal to, to throw at an offense. I mean, I do understand Brian Flores is a pretty good, you know, defensive, defensive coordinator and he can scheme and maybe he could have did different things, you know, to kind of give other quarterbacks pressure if Daniel Hunter wasn't on his team. But I was kind of worried going forward if the No Hunter wasn't going to be on this team because then we wasn't going to know where the pass rush is going to come from. So at the end of the day, the Neil Hunter is a top 10 pass rusher in this league. I mean, we can have the conversation going forward. It can be a long conversation of, oh, you know, his agent fucked him over and he didn't get the money he deserved. We can talk about that. But we all know the reason why we are in the situation you know, as Viking fans with the Neil Hunter, because, I mean, he basically had two years back-to-back with injury. So giving him this money right now, I don't know if this is a, let's see how he plays this season, if he's going to be completely healthy, or let's just give him this money right now so that the team can be the best team that it can be, you know, for this season, and we can kind of eat majority of that money next year. I really don't know. I'm just going to try to be be excited as a fan to say, hey, the Neil Hunter's in the building. He about to start practicing this week. You know, Brian Flores, you know, got his guy. All right. Let's talk more about training camp. Training camp, but just like I said in the beginning of the video, like things that happen in training camp and the things that some of the media or fans, you know, that are attending training camp, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. And while I'm saying that, is because you're playing against your own players, right? So if a receiver goes up and make a diving catch and the defensive backs or the defense doesn't stop it, yeah, it's a nice play that he made, but now you're saying your defense ain't that good. And vice versa, if the quarterback drop, drops back and he the defense is making him look bad all season, is that a, that's a good day for defense and a bad day for the offense. So – what I'm saying is you got to take some of these highlight videos with a grain of salt going forward, especially when it's Viking players and Viking players. But it's going to come down to these joint practices. When these joint practices start, that's when we can kind of measure, you know, what we have. Because now you, you're not be going to be beating up on your own players, right? So when these joint practices happen, start happening, then we're going to see where these players really at. Now, I want to throw this out there. It's been talked about a lot. Like, 
all right, people think Lewis seeing is behind the curve, you know, or whatever. But what I'm saying with Lewis seeing is he might not be the quote unquote st- one of the one starting at one of the safety positions, but I do think Brian Flores is going to put him in different sub sub packages to where he can be on the field a whole lot more. And why I'm saying that too, because you have to look at the linebacker position, right? The slot is starting linebackers on paper. We don't know. I'm saying on paper as of right now is probably going to be Brian Osamoa and Jordan Hicks. All right, let's start with Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks, in my opinion, had a subpar season. I would have would have liked them to restructure Eric Kidder's contract and just cut Jordan Hicks, but they decided to keep Jordan Hicks for whatever reason. So Jordan Hicks was already like not making plays, getting beat or whatever. So, you know, what I'm saying is maybe, maybe Lewis Singh can slide down and replace him there. You know, you never know. And the other one's Brian Osamoa. Brian Osamoa didn't really play too many defensive snaps last year. He majority played on special teams a la Lewis Singh. So, we really don't know what we're getting at linebacker, but I do think with the players that are on defense that are actually there, there and that can actually make plays, I think Brian Flores is going to put them in positions in different sub packages to where you can see a Josh Mattel slide down where in three safeties, where you can see Lewis C maybe replace a, a, a Jordan Hicks, Jeff for speed, because we already know the way these offenses come out there three wide Tight ends are really some of these tight ends on these teams aren't really tight ends. They're just large receivers. So let's not get so hell bent on, oh, Lewis seen not starting safety. I'm happy as long as he is on the field, contributing, making plays, and not on special teams. All right. The Netflix series. I know I put out you know, like a little PSA on Twitter and a couple of social media pages, you know, once the series dropped that I didn't want anybody to um, ruin it for me. I didn't. So I actually have one episode left and I just, I just feel like it's best. I, I can comment on it now. As far as the production, the way, you know, it was put together, it was a great damn series. You know, I really liked it. I, I hope it's another series next season, you know, going forward so I can so we can kind of see the, you know, what's happening with, with other quarterbacks. I think they picked like three, you know, great scenarios in the NFL to talk about. Like you got the highest of the hype with, with Pat Mahomes, you know, being on there. You got Kirk Cousins, which is people consider him middle of the pack, you know, most hated, however you want to take it. Like we know he's – He's not up there with Pat Mahomes. We know that. So we're not going to talk about that too much. Then you got a guy in Marcus Mariota where I, I think he was drafted like number two overall. And the guy's on his third team. He's pretty much a journeyman quarterback backup. Like I really like the perspectives that they showed within the series. I thought it was dope. But going forward, I personally have – a newfound respect for Kirk Cousins going forward because I actually seen, you know, within the, the series of him actually doing things outside of the facility to actually keep his body in shape and actually get better. Like 
we can sit there and say, oh, he threw it short on fourth down and cost us the game or whatever. But, man, that's last season. We got to move on from there. And in my opinion, I blame KLC for that play. I blame KLC for the series before that when he was being too damn cute. I mean, that's my opinion. It's probably unpopular, but debate me. But just get back on Kirk. But I just feel like Kirk, within this series, you, you saw a different a different light of Kirk. And, you know, me as a family man, I got two girls, you know, and a wife, like him having that Tuesday off, like to try to have that that work life, you know, home life balance. I mean, being an NFL quarterback, you know, professional professional uh, athlete, it's probably kind of hard to kind of really, you know, have a balance with your, you know, with your family life and him to have that that Tuesday just to spend a time with his wife and his family. I thought that was dope. That's something like you really don't see. I mean, even, even Pat Mahomes too, you know, you can see in the series spending time with his family, Mariota too. It's like, it's like the, the, the way the series was, you know, how captivating it was. Like you were able to see these guys outside of the helmet and pads and just has helps you remind yourself like, Hey, even if these guys are superheroes on the field, like they are still just, just, just real players. You know, I mean, real people like I thought that was dope. But talking about Pat Mahomes, like Pat Mahomes in the series, man, it, it was it was hilarious to me because the guy is like a he's a he's a big shit talker. And that really reminded me of like a Philip Rivers back in the day where he would just talk shit to you, talk shit to you. So I thought that was kind of cool, though. But as for the series, though, I, I liked it. Um, newfound respect for Kirk Cousins. I don't really have too many gripes about Mariota for doing what he did because, I mean, it, he was going to get benched anyway, and him coming back probably was going to be a distraction. He was going to need the surgery, and, I mean, he basically probably was he basically was done in Atlanta. Why not have the surgery and be away from the team, spend time with your newborn, and be healthy for the, for the offseason? I mean, shit, he did get a job already, so he's a backup again. I mean, guess it worked out for him. But, um... These going to be my expectations going forward. All right. Now that Daniil Hunter is in the building practicing, now we can see what Brian Flores can actually do. Now we can see, you know, how he going to put these players on the field. And actually, I really want to give a shout out to Quazy right now, too, because I feel like Quazy did the right thing by actually giving Daniil Hunter a one-year deal you know, keeping this team competitive going forward. Because the last thing, like, I'm going to be honest with you, like, I understand that they they got one of the toughest schedules, you know, quote, unquote, on paper. I really don't believe in that because you don't know what these teams are going to be from year to year. Um, I want them to continue to be a, a double-digit win team. Like, they won 13 games last year. I'll, shit, win, t- win 10, 12 this year. Like, you know, keep this team competitive. I'm not, I'm not one of those, those, you know, podcasters that's like, oh, in order for us to be to be to be good, we gotta be really bad. Like, I, I really don't believe in that. I just think like there's different scenarios in each position with that or situation with that. So I'm not gonna be like, oh my God, we gotta be a you know a two and fifteen team to be good. Like, no, nah, you don't I don't think you gotta you gotta be that. You just gotta continue to, to do the right things and develop talent. And, you know, make sure your players are in the right position to succeed. But back to my expectations. Joint practices. 
We got to wait and see what these joint practices going to look like. And I want to see what Jordan Addison looks like against other defensive backs. You know, like I want to see what this defense is going to look like against other offenses. I do. So that's why I'm kind of reserved on my opinions on training camp as of right now, because I want to see what the joint practices look like. And after the joint practices, I want to see, you know, what the what the preseason looks like. I mean, I want to see what Jaron Hall looks like, because we already know that the starters who are guaranteed to start at certain positions are not going to play in the preseason. Your Kirk Cousins, Alexander Madison, um, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Darisaw, um, Brian O'Neill. That's probably the guys. He's CJ Ham, probably the guys on the offense defense, uh, Daniel Hunter, uh, Harrison Phillips, um, who else? Uh, Cam Bynum. Um, and, you know, those guys, they're probably not going to play on defense. So, Everybody else right now are pretty much, in my opinion, are, are are jockeying for playing time and jockeying, you know, position battle. So I can't wait to see it. So, I mean, this just was a quick video for you guys, you know, get an episode on real quick. But thank you for tuning in to Skull State of Mind. I really appreciate you guys going forward. Here go the outro. Thanks for tuning into the Skull State of Mind podcast. Take a beat to give us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. Join us next time and don't forget to follow Skull State of Mind on all social media platforms to keep up with all the news and updates. Thanks again for listening and as always, Skull Vikings.